0: City to city, state to state, worldwide. You're listening to Be in the Zone Network. This is it. Hey, everybody. This is Ashley Wright from Sports with Ashley, and you are listening to The Price Check.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Price Check Podcast. I am your host. Josh Price here on the In the Zone Network, city to city, state to state, worldwide, you are listening to In the Zone. Special guest that we have on the show today, um, sports reporter out of Minnesota, Miss Naomi Gray. Naomi, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing great. How are you doing?
1: Doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. So um now before before we get into some some other questions here, notice that from New York City now reporting sports out of Minnesota. Where does your sports fandom lie?
0: Oh, it's going to always be New York. I've only been in Minnesota for two years, so I feel like, you know, I need more years here to build an actual type of fandom with the sports teams here. I definitely have a respect for them, but my (laughs) loyalty stands with New York City all day, every day.
1: (laughs) I got you. I got you. So, look, just making a note to all of this so I can keep my Knicks slander to a minimum today. So... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but no, so, you know, really quickly, I know you say you've been in Minnesota now for two years, um, you know, covering Minnesota Timberwolves in the NBA, the Minnesota Lynx in the WNBA, uh, what has that experience been like for you so far?
0: Honestly, it hasn't been as exciting as I would imagine just because, um, mainly the Timberwolves aren't a, as successful of a team, um, as I would have hoped they would be, but, you know, going into this situation, I was more so drawn to the Minnesota Vikings, when I came to Minnesota, because that is kind of like the state's team in the professional realm. Minnesota Timberwolves are kind of an afterthought due to their unsuccessful season, due to the fact that they haven't been in the playoffs for a certain amount of time. And, you know, they just haven't had a lot of winning seasons. So I feel like that energy from the fans' lack and That's kind of where it's been. Other side, though, with the Lynx, they have been more successful, you know, winning four championships, their most recent one being in 2017. So there is a great support for them and the WNBA out here, I would say that much. But um, as far as the Timberwolves, their fan base, and the energy and atmosphere here is pretty dull. When you're traveling in Minneapolis where the team plays, you don't see um, license plates with the Timberwolves. You don't see – Timberwolves gear. You're going to see Vikings are the Minnesota Twins. So, like I said, the Timberwolves have definitely seemed like an afterthought, at least in my eyes, when it comes to the overall energy here in Minnesota.
1: Got you, got you. So, and speaking of the Timberwolves, you know what is the vibe? You know, you said you know fan base is a little bit lacking right now, but what is the vibe around um, the city and the state right now um, in the midst of them potentially changing ownership? Um, from what I've seen.
0: It actually, like you know, I wish I could say people are excited about it, but I think that there's been so many question marks that nobody has really been able to buy into the idea of what the new ownership can be, because, like, right now it's very um, gray and fluid. Um, when Kevin Garnett got bought up as being a potential owner of the team, that's where you've seen a lot of excitement. And, you know, because I think a lot of Minnesota Timberwolves fans feel like Kevin Garnett hasn't received his praise in the state of Minnesota um by not having his, his I'm sorry, his jersey hung up in the Raptors at Target Center um, because of the tension and the feud between him and Glenn Taylor. So I feel like there was a lot of excitement by the potential idea of Kevin taking over the team, you know, having the ownership. But other than that, right now, talks are, are very gray. There was some talks about, you know, the Vikings ownership potentially buying the team, but that wasn't going to happen. And now there's talks about, a uh, former Memphis Grizzlies minority owner has, as being the main guy in the running to purchase the team. So I think since it's not any specific, I don't know how to word this, but since it's kind of like no names who might possibly purchase a team, there's not as much excitement. But if you had a guy like Kevin Garnett to actually purchase a team, given his legacy with the Timberwolves, that would be basically like a true new era here in Minnesota for the team and their fan base.
1: yeah No, and, and I really – Hope for them that the Vikings ownership does not buy the team. Not because the Vikings ownership team is not good, but I feel like the blueprint that we saw with the Pelicans being bought by the Saints owner has given us a little reason to, to believe that that might not be the best idea. So definitely think, you know, having Kevin Gardner, somebody who's from. The game and has been around that team when it was successful would definitely help so uh, for those of y'all just joining us we are speaking with Miss Naomi gray uh, out of Minnesota's uh, sports anchor out of Minnesota so um draft lottery was last week uh, or I guess a couple yes. weeks ago now um, weeks Minnesota ago. yeah Minnesota wins the number one pick so thoughts from you right now on you know where they should possibly go uh, with that number one pick or who they should be taking with that pick
0: I think since the draft class this year is probably not the most star-studded we've seen in some time, I feel like Minnesota probably better off trading their pick off and getting some type of more, a player who's more ready to fit into the dynamic with the Timberwolves. I think getting a young player out of the guys who are there, LaMelo Ball, James Wiseman, and Edwards from Georgia, I feel like, you know, they are talented, obviously, the top three prospects. But I don't know how much Minnesota can benefit off of getting one of those guys. I think that what they need, especially with currently Towns and now D'Angelo Russell into the rotation, I think that they need a player who's just ready to go. Minnesota fans, Minnesota, everything is just ready for the Timberwolves to start winning, to start finding success. So I feel like having a younger guy out of those top three prospects add into the rotation, add into the lineup, could put them a step back because now you're having to teach somebody the just the way of the game, the way of the organization, the way of the franchise, everything. And you could trade away, maybe trade away to a team like the Knicks. I'm not sure what you get in return. From <laughs> Knicks, but, you know, trade away for a team that's kind of, that can probably do more with an actual rookie than the Timberwolves can. Because like I said, we have Carlton Towns and now we have DeAngelo Russell. And you know, Russell has been doing an amazing job in the little amount of games that he's played, but ironically, him and Carpenter Towns have only played a, only one game together this season due to Carpenter Towns' wrist injury and then obviously due to the pandemic. But when you look at guys like Towns and Russell who averaged 21 points in just his 12 games, there's a lot that can be done there, and you want to have a type of big 3S thing going on there in Minnesota. So I feel like their best bet will be going after a more talented seasoned player as opposed to putting their eggs in a basket by drafting a number one a top number one rookie.
1: Yeah, and you know, it's something that I thought about for them a couple days ago and I wasn't really sure if it would be the right move, but hearing you say it it definitely makes more sense, especially now that they've also given up their first round pick next year to the Warriors as I believe top three protected. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of makes sense but. to try to go forward and try to win next year, as opposed to bringing in another rookie and potentially being in the lottery again. Now, stepping aside and taking Minnesota out of things here, what uh, are your thoughts so far? Um, you know, on the NBA playoffs and the bubble since you know things have restarted, and um, you know, what's your outlook on how things may play out from here in the rest of the playoffs? Um, I think that you
0: know. The Western Conference, for me, seems fairly predictable. Um, I don't know if this goes because I'm such a LeBron fan and what they were able to do against the Blazers made <laughs> me feel like, okay, they're going to seal the deal on the West, especially with how inconsistent teams that we thought would go out, you know, like the Clippers, who we thought were going to be hungry and ready from the beginning, but, you know, they've folded sometimes against the Mavericks, so I'm not as confident in the Clippers as I was initially, when the playoffs began same thing with the jazz and denver you know denver has stepped up in moments where i thought the jazz could have gotten this could have been already done with their their series by now so i think the the western conference doesn't have any as much gray areas as it does with the east right now i feel like miami could take the east you know what i mean i feel like toronto could step up and take the east so I feel like it's a little lopsided. I think that the Lakers are going to come out as the Western Conference champions. And for the East Coast, I'm still, I'm sorry, for the Eastern Hoppers I'm still just kind of up in there and watching how it plays out.
1: Yeah, and so um, you can't see me in studio right now, but I do have my Lakers hat on today. So <laughs> definitely in agreement with your, your Western Conference pick. Now, the Eastern Conference, I think, Um, As tough of a matchup as Miami is for Milwaukee, I still think Milwaukee wins that series, Um, but it might put them in a little bit more trouble come to Eastern Conference Finals against a team like Toronto or Boston. So I'll be interested to see how that plays out. If I had to make a decision right now, I think I'd probably still choose Milwaukee, but Boston is also growing on me too.
0: That's true. Boston is definitely coming up and proving a lot of people differently. I did not think that they were going to sweep the Phillies, obviously, with injuries being in the factor and stuff like that. I guess it was easier to pass than I expected it to be. But yeah, Boston is definitely something to look out for. But Miami and Milwaukee is definitely going to be a huge series to watch, especially with Butler and Giannis going head to head. And, you know, Butler being the aggressive player he is and very hungry and always has a point to prove. So that's going to be a good match up to see
1: how it unfolds and that is the voice of naomi gray sports anchor out of minnesota now um going to the wnba's bubble um and looking at some of the games and how things have played off there since they have started their season uh what teams or players are you most impressed by so far uh in the games that we've seen out of the wnba
0: yeah, and I swear I'm not being biased because I'm living in Minnesota, but I have to say that I am <laughs> impressed with it. I am impressed with what the Minnesota Lynx have been able to do and their rookie, Crystal Dangerfield. like She is an, a monumental piece for that team, honestly. And the funny part of it is she's a second-round pick out of right. UConn. So the fact that she came out of UConn, obviously – makes a lot of sense as to what she's doing and why she is so ready to play in this league but the fact that she's a second round pick and is getting more time than their first round pick says a lot and you know she just led all scores the other night in their game against the Dream and she's averaging 15 points a game so she's definitely like I believe the rookie to watch and just the player to watch throughout this bubble because you think about it obviously nobody's been in this situation when you're playing in a situation like the bubble but for her to be a rookie and to be able to adapt so well and to go out every night and play her hardest play her best and outshine some of the veteran players on her team is very impressive to me and um the links of the team are doing a pretty good job you know right now they're 10-4 and four. they're fourth in the standings and they're only two games behind um the seattle storm right now so coming up where they were last season being seventh in the standings I think they're doing a pretty good job, and I think that they have a good thing going on with Lexi Brown. And, you know, you still have the veterans, Odyssey Sims, Sylvia Fowles. You still have those players in the mix. So I think that they have a really good thing going right now. If they could remain consistent, they'll definitely be a player to watch in that in the West, on the in the WNBA.
1: And so uh, you want to go as far you're going to predict the championship for them, or what's the, what's the outlook there for the rest of the season?
0: Am I going to predict the championship for Minnesota? Yes. You're saying? Yes. Yeah. You know, no hating at all, but I wouldn't go as that far because, like I said, you still have teams like the Storms, the Sparks, the Aces, who are still just kind of blowing things away right now. Right. Um, the Lynx are definitely contender, but a lot more work needs to do be done before I can consider them a actual championship-winning team, especially this this soon on.
1: It's not, you know, not any um, you know favorites done to them with the Western Conference being as stacked as it is right now in the WNBA. Like you said, the you know the Storm Aces. Um, and Sparks all sitting, you know, ahead of them, but only by what, like you said, two games. So, you know, looking at the standards right now, it, it's definitely something where if they were in the Eastern Conference, they'd be the best team, best team on that side of the house. So, um, before we, you know, wrap up, uh, what are your thoughts um, on the week that we just experienced around the NBA and WNBA with um, the protests in response to uh, the Jacob Blake shooting?
0: So, yeah, I've been very inspired um, by what the WNBA and the NBA and other leagues have done this week, you know, boycotting their games and standing in solidarity with the black community in the wake of the shooting of Jacob Lake. And I think that it's been a very emotional week, but it was very much needed. A lot of people I know were saying, what good is it doing for the greater good, in a sense, with these players boycotting their games? it doing a lot, you know, it's it's showing the message It's showing how serious this matter is to a wide group of people. And that something literally needs to be done because these protests have been going on for months now, especially after what happened here in Minnesota, with George Floyd, you know, on in, in May. So it's the fact that it's only been a few months past. And here we are right back again with a man who almost died at the hands of police. Right. So I think it shows a lot of progress um, on the front of sports and the way that their voices are heard and translated and what they can do. Cause now you have the NBA sh- changing their arenas into voting stations and giving people more resources to go out and actually vote and help make a difference in this country. Um, for me personally, it's been very emotional. I felt inspired to even speak out uh, on it during my sports cast on um, the night of all the boycotts. I could put my job at risk, you know what I mean, by yeah. sharing a a tidbit that was very opinionated and very personal to me that might have made people uncomfortable in regards to the Black Lives Matter movement. But I felt so inspired and I felt so moved and it was received well. And, you know, there's at the end of the day, I'm a black woman. There's young black girls looking up to me. There's young black boys looking up to me. There's people in my community who may be my age or older who look at me as somebody who's privileged to have a platform and I can't talk about what the NBA and WNBA, MLS, MLB were doing and not add any emotion to that or not add my thoughts on what's going on. So I, you know, I'm very proud of every single person who has decided to take a stand because it's not an easy one. You know what I mean? Like I said, you can make people uncomfortable by talking about this, especially in newsrooms where you have a lot of white coworkers and counterparts and the people in charge are white and you know, It it could be an uncomfortable situation, and while it could be uncomfortable, it's definitely necessary to speak about. So I applaud all the athletes who took a stand this week and have taken a stand over these months of such a chaotic time in our country.
1: And you know what, we definitely applaud you for using your platform to... Uh, you know speak out on on the social injustice that's going on you know in our country right now and um, on the same note definitely appreciate you taking time um, out of your schedule to speak uh, here you know with us today on the podcast so um, that has been the voice of Naomi Gray out of uh, Minnesota Naomi can you tell the folks uh, out there listening where they can find you on social media and where they can find some of your work
0: so you guys can find me on social media, both Instagram and Twitter at Naomi Gray T V. Feel free to connect. I love meeting new people. So yeah, that's where you can find me.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much again for joining the show. We'll be back here with another episode soon. It's the Price Check Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Price. Checking out.
0: And while the twins were in action tonight, I am taking a stand as a black woman with a platform to instead use this time to reflect on something that means a lot to me, the lives of every single black man and woman that has lost their lives to police brutality. In this moment, their voices will never be heard again and it almost feels like a blessing that I have the chance to speak to you right now because just like them, one incident could have changed it all. There aren't enough words to express how I personally feel right now, but I'll leave you with this. All lives can't matter until Black Lives Matter. Hey, uh, this is Naomi Gray, a sports reporter and anchor out of Minnesota. You are listening to The Price Check.
1: This is In The Zone.
0: Uh, because it takes all of us, right? And again, they're doing a lot of great stuff. Yes, yeah, some of them make bonehead mistakes, but also when you do good, you deserve to get applauded. So that's why I started my do good Award, and I love awarding someone or organization each and every week.
1: Right on, Kelsey. I appreciate you doing things like that. Hey, you know, and leading the way.
0: I love it. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me. And proud to you all, too, for just a wonderful platform. I love coming on this show. And I hope St. Louis knows what they got in you.
1: On the In The Zone Network.
0: Hey, this is Ashley Wright of the Sports with Ashley podcast. If you're a fan of the In the Zone network like me, you need to get your hands on some network gear from our online store. We got T-shirts, hoodies, bags, towels, and more. It's all here for you, our In the Zone fan. So get your hands on the latest gear at the In the Zone network online store. Remember, your order is 100% backed by Teespring's satisfaction guarantee. Go online today at T. Spring.com slash in dash the dash zone dash network.
1: Palm Alexander for the Inner Zone Network. I want to tell you about our newest black owned sponsor, Sugar Pop Creation, located in the city of St. Louis. They're offering things like sweets, custom games, and parties. Sweets like chocolate covered strawberries, pineapples, infused cakes, custom games like dominoes, checkers, chess parties like Girls' Night Out and 10 Point at Sugar Pop Creations. You can find her at
0: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all under Sugar Pop Creations, LLC. Sugar Pop Creations. I make everything pop.
1: Here comes the brand new brand flavor in your head. Time for new flavor in your head.